0: everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. Happy Plastic Free July! Our weekly rounds of eco-bingo continue, so if you haven't had a chance to try it out and submit your bingo cards to me, please join us for next week. There are some amazing gift cards to be won from places like Sustain Eco Store, Hippie Haven Shop, Bear Market, and Unwrapped Kawartha, so be sure to enter any week in July. The winner for this week will be announced at the end of today's episode, as well as on our Instagram page. Today's conversation is with Phoebe co-founder of ethical bedding and sleepwear brand Etitude. We talk about clean bamboo technology, sustainable practices, and fabric production, and some next steps Etitude is taking to reduce their impact on the planet even more. Ready to learn about the sustainable benefits of bamboo? Let's go. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you were doing before Etitude?
1: Yes, so that means eco-attitude, it's, it's a word I made of. Attitude started about six years ago, so the, the idea of it struck me while I was shopping mm-hmm. for my new home in Melbourne, Australia, six years ago. So attitude started from Australia. Wow. Um, then my, my dream bedding, naturally luxurious, suki soft, affordable and made from sustainable fabric did not exist at that time but at the same time i already saw lots of sustainable innovation going on in the fashion industry uh so i noticed oh there's an opening to to bring more environmentally friendly textile to the bed industry because before i, I moved to australia i had been in textile industry for oh, over a decade wow. but more helping big international companies change those like the walmart um, target and one import um, type to sourcing textile product in China. So so I have a lot of uh, experience in that space, especially in the product development, supply chain, uh, logistic, international trading. Yeah, and also I, I was noticed there's a lot of um, innovative uh, manufacturers are uh, testing new type of fibers. So I am um, partner with three of them uh, to spend around four or five years uh, prototyping, testing, <laughs> wow. refine the, the manufacturing, to, and then finally got this uh, bamboo lyocell uh, fabric working for bedding. Yeah, so that's how it started.
0: Wow, and so all of that time you put into developing the right kind of fabric, one that is sustainably produced and manufactured and grown, but also is beautifully silky soft. What is your fabric made out of?
1: Yeah, so our uh, fabric are uh, made from organic bamboo that grown um, from uh, FSC certified uh, organic bamboo farm. The raw input is uh, the bamboo is organic. Bamboo oh, is nice. actually organic, actually. You really don't need to use pesticide or fertilizer to grow bamboo, they are a weed, literally. They, they belong, really? belong to the grass family, they're not a tree. So that's why they grow very fast. You just need a little bit of water. They also don't need too much land. So it's very resource efficient. It yield more fiber per acre than any other plant.
0: Amazing. So is it, it's still, mm-hmm. despite it being classified sometimes as a weed, it's still being mm-hmm. grown in crops? Or is it being harvested in a way that like you would do some sustainable forestry where you only take out a few trees throughout the whole forest? You're probably still yes. doing crops, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's why the the, the farms are FSC certified, which is um, about also responsible managed forests that will provide environmental, social, and economic benefits. We we don't grow it like like you grow corns or <laughs> cotton. That kind of right. No, we don't. Yeah, don't jeopardize or harm any forest.
0: Is it being replanted, and is there any care for the the soil health too?
1: Yeah, that's also a great thing about bamboo. So when bamboo uh, have a very deep root system Mm -hmm. and when it's ready to be harvested, you don't dig it out of it. You cut it a little bit above the root and then it will reshoot from the same root system. You you would never uh, ruin the the root system. So many, um, not a lot of government uh, or places, organizations use also bamboo before they uh, regenerating uh, a degraded farmland. They plant bamboo first to then hold hold the soil and the water uh, to kind of make that soil a little bit better before they can plant trees. Because some land are damaged so bad if you just try to grow a forest, it's not gonna work. So they actually put bamboo in because it's super like like a weed. <laughs> it's, just yeah. weed. It's, it's a very resilient plant. I think a lot of African countries now also start to plant bamboo to, to help their environment.
0: I have never really thought about what bamboo is, which is funny. Mm. But the fact that it is so like a weed and so like mm. grass, which is so hardy mm. and resilient. And the, yeah, when I'm out in my garden and I'm weeding things, if I don't dig up the root system, that's just going to come back. So what is lyosel? Is that... When bamboo has been turned into fabric, or is that a certain property in itself?
1: Pretty much, Lysa is more the name of that fabrication uh, production technology. It's very similar to tensile. Have you heard about tensile? Quite popular in uh, um, fashion as a material. It's a new type of uh, fabric processing, uh, but tensile use wood. We use Uh, bamboo and tensile is a trade name uh, but the uh, general processing that type of technology called Lysel uh, production we use organic solution to dissolve uh, bamboo to get the raw fiber out and in the fabrication process it is a closed loop one which means we recycle that solution and also recycle the water we use within that production so like it's also super water saving so you just reuse the water many many times uh, and also there's no harm for uh, chemicals used and there's no harm for chemical leaking into the environment so it's just a way cleaner process so that's why we trademarked our bamboo fabric as called clean bamboo so to just to be different uh, from the other bamboo fabric on the market which uh, usually is still using the old rayon viscous fabrication technology which is a bit older like 20 30 year old technology they Still use harmful chemical to dissolve bamboo and might not recycle their waters in the process. So the lycell process is just to f- fix all those um, problems of the older technology.
0: Wow, and I love that you're recycling water. Is that you have some sort of water filtration plant on site, or that the water that's used is just infinitely reusable without needing to be? re every time you need to I don't know how to make fabric tell me how this works <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much yeah we just well, as I said we use uh, an org- organic solution to dissolve bamboo mm-hmm. so it's quite clean and the raw input go in the bamboo are pretty clean and also the way we reuse it so that we can also recycle that solution out so it's kind of really was the things are just recycled within that system water is such shortage everywhere like yes. if you don't recycle your water it actually can get expensive and right now actually recycle is a more cost effective if you can effectively use water it's also really cut your water bills <laughs>
0: that's wonderful and so like cutting water bills and then the fact that it's not full of toxic chemicals from the other mm. fabrication processes is yeah just another plus that you don't have to filter that out every time um, and mm-hmm. that you're not worried about that leaking and and harming the environment around the f- factory because that's Mm -hmm. quite an issue too right in the actual Mm -hmm. production of other regular quote unquote um fabrics you're you're looking at the harm for the environment it goes beyond just you know monocropping cotton around the world it's the leaking of chemicals into the Mm. environment around. Yeah. What are some other merits of bamboo lyocell over cotton, even organic cotton? Um, Because there's quite a big difference in how much water it takes, right?
1: Yes, yes. Cotton is the most familiar fabric most people know. But the, the reality is that producing cotton consumes a significant amount of water, energy, chemicals. So it's actually... One of the most harmful fabrics to produce. To grow cotton, you need a lot of fertilizer and pesticide. Mm. Uh, otherwise, they are just like prone to, to to those insects. Two billions in chemicals are sprayed on the mm. cotton crop every year. Oh my god! And another another biggest uh, environment issues with cotton production is the water consumption. So it it takes a lot of water to grow around. 20,000 liters to produce just one kilogram of cotton, which can only only produce one T-shirt. What? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So especially now we're lacking of water. So that's that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, organic cotton, of course, there's no harmful chemicals, but because it it has then a lower yield per acre, Mm-hmm. unless you, you, you use gen- genetic modified seed, mm-hmm. but then that won't qualify as organic cotton. It, it tends to use up more resources, right? You need more land to grow the same amount of cotton, and it still needs a lot of water. But I know recent years, there are also farmers are trying to figure out a way to irrigate it to use a little bit less water, but it's still a huge amount. And it's really different from farms to farms. So but the industry average, is still high. So I would say like maybe for a certain farm, they kind of really find out a better way to use rainwater or, or other more smarter agri-water system to to grow their cotton. Otherwise, the, the, the average usage of cotton land, water is really high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. That's so cute. compared to cotton, like one set of sheets, I save around 3,000 gallons of water in, in the process. And also, we were soon working with a company called Clean Agency, which okay. uh, they do live uh, cycle analysis, which they also did uh, research for overs reformation to to really get more detailed numbers of the water consumption, com- comparison of our bamboo fabric to cotton and linen, and also its carbon emission. Because we also ourselves really want to be articulate, really know yeah what's the exactly difference that we can also educate our consumers better, and also we are on our way to try to be our certified B Corp. I think all those learnings and and data would be very useful for us and be interesting to our consumer too.
0: Oh, I think that's so important to collect that data so that you can manage it Mm. and be better. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And even doing all the amazing things that you're doing, I'm sure that you're still able to find ways to reduce your impact that much more.
1: Yeah, by doing that kind of research, we'll know where we can do even better. What kind of dyes
0: are you using, or are all of your fabrics sort of a neutral color?
1: Yeah, so we use the OEKO-certified reactive dyes. Also, again, that does not contain any harmful chemicals, but that's a quite widely used textile industry standard. Your final products need to be OEKO-certified to make sure there's no harmful chemical on it or any residue that will be harmful for humans.
0: Does that mean that regular dyes are harmful for humans?
1: Yeah, if it's not uh, no. not not a natural dye or not OEKO certified. Yes, many it depends. May, may, some might contain like heavy metals or mm-hmm. other things. So mm-hmm. so consumers really need to be careful <laughs> to yeah. really read the labels or read the description uh, or ask questions to brands and companies. Yes, like what dye you're using, where your products come from, mm-hmm. what certification you have. Um, yeah,
0: those chemicals and those heavy metals, those heavy metals are washing out into our waterways as well. So yeah,
1: not managed responsibly, the dyeing industry is also notoriously. Could be very toxic and
0: wow. um,
1: yes. also a lot of water usage. Especially you, you, you know about jeans, right? That's the
0: indigo. Really. Yeah, we talked to somebody um, locally to me uh, mm. about natural dyes in one of the past episodes, and she was really mm. able to talk about the indigo dyeing industry and how mm. harmful and caustic it is for the environment. Mm. Like it's shocking when you're, because the average listener or the average person is not going to mm-hmm. be thinking too much about all of these different elements when you're going mm-hmm. to buy a new shirt or mm-hmm. a new pair of jeans or something and and it's mm-hmm. it's not to overwhelm people but it is to give you the information that you need yeah. to try but your yes. best to make more conscious decisions in the future is there elastic or buttons or anything like that in your products like do you have creative solutions for those things as well What are those? yes we,
1: we actually will be replacing one of our uh, um, sleepwear plastic buttons with a plant-based nut version. Huh. Have you ever heard a nut called tagua? But, tagua? So it's, no. it's a nut grow in South America. So it has a look of almost like ivory. So it no. looks like high-end ivory button. But of course, we would never use ivory because it's not vegan. It's not a plant-based No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's very much not um, a plant,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so, it actually, looks like ivory, but it's a plant-based. Beautiful. A base. So we we are um, in the process of replacing all of our plastic buttons with, with that. Um, for elastic, right now, uh, unfortunately, we still use just the conventional one, what's on the market. Mm-hmm. But we already start to uh, research and try to find sort of eco-friendly solution yeah. actually those big suppliers also start to move in that way so really? the zippers we use on our um, one of our packaging for our comforter as they come come with a zippered bag so you can store it back uh, when you're not using it mm-hmm. the biggest um, zipper manufacturer in the world called ykk is a huge company and they also now start to have eco-friendly version that are partially cyclopolyester polyester partially are um, based. Wow. Instead of uh, just traditional ones, just plastic ones. So, we are also in the process to switch to that version. So, we are waiting for the elastic company supplier to also come up with a um, more eco friendly version, then we, we will definitely switch. That's so, amazing. I think it, it needs the whole industry, right? Everyone on the supply chain. So, we, we can do what, what the best we can, but we really also need a whole ecosystem to move in the same way to provide all those solutions for, for brand. Because we, we produce our we mobilize our fabric from the raw fiber to the fabric, so we can Incredible. really control wow. how we do it. Buttons, threads, elastic zippers, we rely on that we have to source from other vendors. So we can't Yeah, really hope there is more of that kind of girl-friendly solution out in the market. Um, they can really make sure every aspect of the product itself is equal friendly the version.
0: I love that. And I love that what you're saying too sounds like the companies that you're reaching out to for all of these different mm. products are starting to make these considerations mm. as well. Do you wonder if it's a result of companies like Attitude asking for more sustainable alternatives? Or do you think they are on their own starting to make these considerations?
1: I think definitely it's because there's more companies asking. But... I think it's also because consumer is pushing that trend. Great. Consumer want that, then more company or brand would would start make more sustainable product. And then they will then push down to their supply chain to ask all the, their vendors, hey, do you have something better? And then the, the vendors, oh, see, there's a demand, right? Yeah. If there's a demand, then they will, uh, they will start to innovate and, and produce that to meet the market demand. And then in a way, if it can scale the price, will come down a little bit to make it more effective or attractive too. So I definitely think that the whole social trend is going that way, which I'm very happy to see. That's
0: fantastic. Um, So I was thinking about the zippers being either plant-based or recycled material, that sort of thing, thinking about the end of life of your products you have a bit of like a closed loop production process can you tell me a bit about that
1: the closed loop production is more about the fabric we make Mm -hmm. so we haven't been able to close the last loop of when the product uh, ending our product is uh, biodegradable right now we're also doing testing to see if it's can compostable and also in what situation like it's, it can it be home compostable or it has to be industrial wow. so not everything can be composed at home so we are actually uh, doing the tests to see if our fabric can actually be home compostable, or if not has to be industrial we are thinking maybe later this year or next year to try to come uh, have a, a recycled program so our wow. customer can send back their old sheets Um, oh i love that that's cool yeah so we will absolutely partner with with a company to do that um there's we we like our telocycle they pretty much can recycle everything yeah Uh, yeah maybe to work with them to come up with a, a program that our customer can send back their old sheets and old bedding and then we recycle it
0: okay and what could you use that bedding for again would you be able to turn it into more products or would it just be a matter of uh disposing of it properly
1: so that's why we rely on partners because so I think Tarsock might, they can recycle textiles more Ooh, actually yeah. turn that into to make other new products, mm-hmm. but not, not really dispose it. I think it's, it's a, be able to find a way to reuse as material for an, another version of product. Might be not the same as the first version, but definitely just put, put it back into use again.
0: And it'd be nice to be able to recycle all of your type of textiles, mm-hmm. your clean bamboo textiles all together mm-hmm. so that it can still be marketed as a clean bamboo product as opposed to being mixed in with other things that aren't necessarily as clean as yours what's the difference between biodegradable and compostable
1: so that right now that's why we really want to go to the compostable route because biodegradable could be also confusing yes something could be biodegradable but if you don't give it the right environment or the right Mm. method it could be biodegradable after how long right it's right. how long it depends it could be yeah three months or a year or a hundred years mm-hmm. or 500 years right <laughs> if something yes eventually we'll buy group, but that's 500 years that probably no good yeah <laughs> um and also it might probably need a very specific environment but compostable so it's more easier and it's usually wood in a couple of months not years and the holy grail is home compostable that oh, you don't yeah. really need uh, any specific environment or some sort of Amazon to deal with it. So that's the Holy Grail. That's truly the goal, easy yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, the, then the second best is industrial compostable that you have to still send to some sort of facilities to let it compost. Mm-hmm. So actually, when we choose materials, so actually because if things like states like California, the recycle problem so good, it could be actually better to use a recyclable Material. If we can't really find, say, a packaging material that's truly home compostable, okay. Because if you just say biodegradable, or if it's actually something industrial compostable, and consumers don't know, and then they try to compose it, it, it actually wouldn't work. It could be even worse. Yeah. But if if like recycle, people every people are more educated on how to recycle stuff, and then actually all go to the proper facility to be proper recycled and turn into something new, it actually eventually better yeah so it's not just i mean to try to be also need a lot of your yeah, education thinking in it it's not just that oh but we're all compostable it's good no i think it's all depend. it depends really on um, what the environment there was what, what you have at home and what's the recycle um program uh, for that particular place yeah,
0: yeah. oh i appreciate mm-hmm. that because you're right biodegradable and compostable when that's written on Uh, You know, Uh like something that feels like a plastic bag or something, you're thinking, how on earth is this biodegradable or compostable? Um, And Uh even if it is maybe uh, plant-based material as opposed to petroleum-based plastic, it's still just too unclear for people. And then maybe they'll try to recycle that you know plant-based bag and that's going to contaminate the waste stream and so it's it's an important direction to go in I think that we should be making our products compostable but it has to be like ready to be chucked in my backyard where I don't even like rotate my compost or something right like it has to be as ready as possible
1: yeah so really look still again look at the labels if it's at home compostable Mm. and has a certification then it's good to go
0: perfect it's good you have a process for using your offcuts. Can you tell me about that?
1: Yeah. So first, yeah, we use our offcuts and fabric for our own bedding packaging so wow. to protect the bedding and keep it clean. And also, customer can reuse it as our storage bag for the bedding. Or even when they travel, they can just use it to put in their clothing. Um, people love it. Uh, or some people might even use it as a grocery bag. Yeah, I
0: was just <laughs> thinking that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So can you you, you use it uh, whatever? I actually used mine for to to build a zero waste kit kit using oh, lovely.
0: yeah. reusable
1: yeah reusable packaging bag. I made that and was excited to start using it, and then the coronavirus hit. You can't go out, and oh, it was sitting there with something used.
0: <laughs> (laughs) Uh, You can just like pretend, just use it at home and pretend you're out at a restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, but
1: But that's a great use. use. Um, And also, it's a a safe cost because our our fabrics actually, the technology and all that, it's not a very cheap uh, fabric. So, we try to reuse uh, every bit we can. I think that's a great solution
0: to use the cutoff
1: as packaging.
0: I think that's so cool. And it would be beautiful because your fabric is so beautiful mm-hmm. and, and soft yep. and luxurious and just feels really special that like, rather than having it be wrapped in plastic uh, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, just slapped together, like it's, it's yes, yeah. gently nestled in this beautiful bag. And I just think it's so lovely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I never used plastic bag to packaging my bedding because when I started this brand before I said I was went to Moore's, uh, to buy, mm-hmm. try to buy bedding, right? And they all like, yeah, pack those plastic. It's just, I just hate it. It's, uh, I hate it. So I since day one, <laughs> we never use plastic bags to pack our bedding. Uh, mm. So use the same fabric and same color. It's also when customer got it. So the first, you know, reaction is like they they can see, oh, this, this they can touch. Oh, this is the fabric this is the color right yeah. um, before they open the bag
0: i just saw the phrase vegan silk is that something uh-huh. different from your bamboo or it's-
1: yeah it's a nice way we co- we coin that awesome. um, because yeah. C- c- yeah it's our bamboo uh Lysel fabric is very soft mm-hmm. and breathable so soft as silk so we often have customer comment how soft it is if you like silk mm-hmm. um so that's we and it's plant-based so that's we Often use vegan silk to call it because often people online they, they it's hard to tell them how that feel, so oh, we yeah. often tell them it's actually feel like soft like silk and but breathable like linen but at the price of cotton. So,
0: you also have um, another product that I've seen your eye masks, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. they're stuffed with something interesting.
1: Yeah, so eye mask is also good for have a good sleep if you can block the lights. Mm-hmm. That really can uh, give you a deeper sleep, and you don't need to worry. Or if you want to sleep in a little bit, or when you travel on an airplane. Uh, but maybe that w- will not happening very soon. But maybe more uh,
0: people are awesome. sleeping in because they don't yeah. have to be somewhere on time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, having those eye masks, but they're stuffed with upcycled plastic water bottles.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's also easy to washable and dry, dryable. We before we did try, to use other fibers but then it's not as fluffy as the recycled water about bottle the rpet fiber so that's why we use that we tried a few different versions and we find that version is the most fluffy uh, soft one uh, as the filling
0: interesting yeah because i had thought maybe to to stuff it with the offcuts, but mm-hmm. that you're right won't wouldn't have the same bounce that some sort of stuffing mm-hmm. actual stuffing yeah. and not just like Heavy fabric yeah. would feel, yeah,
1: yeah, interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I love that you're supporting. I've always thought that um, recycled fabric or things made from recycled plastic bottles are just perpetuating the demand for plastic bottles. But I've also um, thought too that it's it's still very important to support the recycling process of those bottles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. create a demand to make sure that yeah. they actually get recycled instead of just going, you know, in the trash yeah. or in our oceans or something. So I yeah. love that, yeah, you've made the choice to have a recycled material inside your mm-hmm. product as well.
1: So I also know there's vendors, uh, that's also something we're further look, looking in, that the recycled bottles are actually come from ocean waste to make sure they actually it was taken away from the places where we want to take them away. Wow. we uh, you know, there's like a whole island of like plastic, waste you, you know on the ocean so uh, there are companies who are doing that to just recycle or from waterways so that's really like take out of the environment those plastic bottles oh yeah and unless those are those are recycled uh, which is good i think europe already started out run out of recycled paper because all paper are recycled <laughs> there's no new virgin that is, paper
0: that is the best news i've heard all day that is awesome yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so once once we run out of uh, the uh, ocean pl- plastic bottle or the, all, the, all the plastic bottle which otherwise would go to a landfill, then I'm sure um, there will be other, other solutions coming out. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Oh, I love mm. that that's where you're drawing from because, yeah, why on earth make new stuff when it already mm. exists somewhere out in the ocean, just floating yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We talk a lot on this podcast about who made my clothes, ethical Mm -hmm. um, clothing production, Um, and was that something that you were able to take into consideration um, when switching over to the bedding industry as well?
1: Exactly. Uh, So it's not just the the environment impact, uh, social impact to be ethical made is also one thing we we care a lot about. Mm -hmm. So when we, with our supplier or the cut and sew factory, we usually uh, also ask what the certification they have in, in that in that area so usually there are like three we would consider okay so one is the the rep uh, which means worldwide responsible accredited production uh it is uh, the world's largest factory-based certification program for manufacturers clothing footwear and other some products okay. uh, another one called cdex it's also a world's leading ethical trade service provider to also working to improve working conditions in the supply chains. Then the third one called BSCI, the Business Social Compliance Initiative. Uh, it's another management system that also supports the company that can drive social compliance and improvement with, with the factories in their supply chain. So, so some factories will already have those certification. That's great, ideal. But some might not. Then we would require them to start to be accredited with that especially so that said one, one great thing is with brand have the buying power Then we can notch the factory because but they if they see um, this order coming and you want that then mm-hmm. they would happy to comply. you know so three certification kind of or similar um, or kind of carry the similar weight so either of them like we consider the factory is, is good enough uh, to be our supplier.
0: And there's so many different, Forms of certification and approval, mm, um, and yeah. they're all you know different levels on on a spectrum of of ethical, right? And so, mm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. do you ever have stories about the people making your clothes to kind of humanize the behind the scenes of of where things are coming from? Is that something that you're even able to get?
1: Yeah, we we have not yet. We definitely think about it. So we actually really want to also make more. Our whole supply chain more transparent. Where are they made? Who are making that? We actually was thinking shooting some videos or taking some photos, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in our factory, but now we have to wait to yeah. travel, yeah, back to normal. We are actually already thinking that early this year and start to plan that's like great. a shooting plan, yeah. But now it's kind of just have to post, but we will get it done.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you want to share about the sustainable steps that Attitude has taken?
1: I think we. First, we really start to look at just more the material we're using. Mm. Um, and then gradually, so first the main material, right? The fabric. But that's where the most impact, because yeah. for as she said, the most impact is on the fabric itself. But then when we grow and also we're learning more, we then start to look at those accessories like the zippers, the buttons, the the, the ropes, um, and the packaging or the stickers or the, the box we're using, the mailer we're using. Um, wow, so we have yeah. our... Spreadsheet of like like ingredients list, yeah. so we kind of uh, we kind of grade them as like green is fine like that's, we're happy, and orange is hmm, room room for improvement. Red is like we will start to eliminate from. Our products and try to at least move something in the orange. So we kind of have like three and then idea. In eventually, we hope everything is green on that list wow. for us. But that that might took years to to achieve because I said that some things we also was waiting for the, when the vendors come mm-hmm. with um, a solution. But we then but we're very clear. There's a very clear roadmap how we kind of move the needles. Yeah, and also why we are working, really excited to working with the clean agency is that except the assessment they did, they also help us to build a framework how later on for any, if even we have new product, we can plug into that model and framework that we can calculate the, the water and the carbon commi- mm-hmm. uh, consumption of any new products we're developing. So to kind of make informed decision. So I think education, um, always be improving mindset. Yeah, is is very important.
0: That's beautiful. I think that that's so exciting to have a list of goals. And, and I, I always say this for people who want to live a zero waste lifestyle as well, because you can't change everything overnight and you shouldn't because you're just gonna hate yeah. it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> So yes. you just just always too hard. Yeah, but yeah. you can always be a little bit better every day. And yeah, in five, 10 years, you look back, Wow, that's like, you moved a lot.
0: That is so the attitude that the mm. attitude that we're going for the eco attitude. Yes, <laughs> I like yes. that. Is there anyone inspiring you in the in the sustainable? Wow, well, it's hard to say. <laughs> in the sustainable community lately, that you'd like to share with other people.
1: Uh, recently, uh, we we had also been on a podcast called the "Reversing Climate Change." Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, if you just Google it, yeah. it's also um, had very interesting um, more talk about you know, new technology, um, it's the movement in the industry. Uh, so that's one good. And also my role model is always the founder of um, Pentagonia. Oh wow, Shuna. Uh, Recently I was uh, reading his book, Let My People Go Surfing. I think it's really, really good book. So he really pioneered that um, for, for a company that you really can have it all. Just, you know, great products. People love high quality first. He always also said the quality is first, and then a suitable price, and then the add-on environment um, benefit. Then why wouldn't people buy it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you will have the fund that can support advocate for um, environment and social causes that you care about.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, and I'm I'm gonna. Yeah. Um have to check out that book. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where can people go to learn more about your product and the website and find you on social media and everything?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, people can definitely find us at attitude.com. It's E-T-T-I-T-U-D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our Instagram uh, handle is at attitude store. So just at a store. because the attitude name being taken. We were on Instagram too late. <laughs> yeah, and we'd, we'd love to offer a discount code for your listeners. Oh, so wonderful. So just use 20 for 20%. So that's Practical Zero Waste Podcast. Thank
0: you uh-huh. so much. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really love talking with you today, and I'm really excited to share this content. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you would like to learn more about clean bamboo technology, head to their website, attitude.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, you might enjoy some of our other ones about ethical fashion, such as episode 66, Share and Rewear, episode 72, Men's Ethical Clothing, and episode 78, A Conscious Closet with Emily from Pre Love Podcast. You can find all of those and more in our archives wherever you get your podcasts. And the winner of this week's round of Eco Bingo is Jess Morales of Baby Steps to Zero Waste. Congratulations, Jessica! If you would like to enter this coming week's round of Eco Bingo, head to our website, practicallyzerowaste.ca/slash B I N G O, to download or screenshot the bingo cards and participate. You'll find the rules and prize information there as well. If you're loving what you're hearing over here on the pod, I would be so grateful if you'd buy me a virtual cup of coffee over at coffee.com/slash Callahan. Every bit of support helps a great deal in keeping this podcast going and it is so appreciated another way to support the pod is to leave a rating or review on apple podcasts simply scroll to the bottom of this podcast page in the app and tell me what you think that's all for now happy plastic free july once again and remember to make some eco changes this month by joining us for eco bingo have a great week everyone and talk to you soon